Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Oh, not so fast. It's actually Conduits of Trouble time. Zolgad and Star Tribune sports a columnist, Chip Scoggins. Chip Scoggins, uh, so we talked last Thursday. I, I think we've been hinting around the fact for a couple weeks now that Ryan Saunders might be in trouble as the Wolves coach, but we both did not think there'd probably be any change coming. I think we agreed until mm-hmm. after the season was completed. So what was your reaction after the Wolves lost at the Knicks on Sunday that not only was Ryan Saunders fired, but that his um, successor, Chris Finch, was hired basically immediately. Yeah, I wasn't surprised, I guess, that he was fired. I thought it would happen at the end of the season. I didn't think there was any chance he was coming back next year. Um, and if you were going to make an in-person change, I thought it would be the All-Star break, not a <laughs> one game into a road trip. Yep. I was really surprised that they named his a uh, replacement five minutes later. Um, from another team and you know i think a lot of us have written that and i'm sure you have and gotten response from fans to saying well well, who cares you know how the timing and all that and you know my response would be okay let's say you get fired and then your boss has your replacement an hour later don't you think you'd be a little bit bothered by that from another company? Yeah. You know, don't you think that that would. Yeah. Chip, we got someone from, from the Pioneer Press. Thanks a lot for your service. Yeah. An yeah. hour later, I think that would bother me. Um, and so I don't like the way it was handled. They can tell me all they want that it came together in an hour or whatever that the, the, <laughs> does, does Russ really expect us to believe that he woke up and decided to fire Ryan on Sunday the Raptors gave him permission, and then he called Finch after the game and said, hey, you want to be our coach? Come on. As, as my dad always says, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Yeah, this, it, thing has been, this has been going on for a while behind their back, and it's foul. You know, it's, it's, it's la-la land that they think that uh, people are going to believe that this, this came together so quick. But, um, Judd, I mean, Ryan was overmatched. I mean, we've been saying it. Um, it just, yes, he had obviously difficult circumstances with injuries and COVID and all that. Um, but even saying that, they had seven wins yep. and they were blowing leads and his substitution patterns were weird and playing Ruby all the time at, at the end. So it was, I mean, he was going to get fired. It was just a matter of when. So uh, that didn't surprise me. Why do you think, uh, to backtrack on your point about Gerson, 
Why do you think that teams feel so emboldened, Chipper, to just completely lie? Like, it's it's not even... It, I feel like they're... And I could be wrong here. I feel like there used to be an effort to sort of... <laughs> they were lying, but they were making an effort to try and convince you. I feel like now we've crossed the threshold to, okay, here's what I'm going to tell them. And I don't care what they think. Because you're right. Like, for us to think that basically Gerson's best pal in life fell out of the sky on Sunday. You know, Gerson's watching Nick's Wolves like the rest of us. Yeah. And and the Wolves, are they're struggling. And Gerson just picks up the phone for the first time in months and dials up his buddy Chris Finch. You know, well, like, why? why? Yeah, I, well, I think Johnny K reported that he saw them talking because they played the Raptors, what, three days before or two days Friday before, night, two days, yeah, Friday, Friday night, night. Yeah, at Target Center. And he saw those two talking. So you can tell me it wasn't, it wasn't brought up at all. Was there a contract <laughs> signed in, in front of Krasinski too? <laughs> hey, Gerson, um, turn around so I can use your back as a table for this contract <laughs> I'm about to sign. My guess is, Judd, they think that that's just um, what people will believe. But what, of the people that are paying attention, Wolf fans, what percentage of them do you think actually believe the timeline they laid out? 5%? I mean, there's, there's always yeah. some people be like, yep. yeah, that, that sounds plausible. Yep. Um, I bet you're right. Five, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of us are like, come on. You know, don't play us for fools. I mean, just, I would rather you just say, you know what? I'm not going to get into that. Yes. <laughs> Ex- that's exactly. That they're trying to, yes. Try to peddle a lie. That's exactly what I thought, too. Just say, you know what, I really can't talk about the timing here, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't. As opposed to, yeah, it all came together. You know, I love this whole thing. It all came together Sunday night. And then and then Finch, who I don't think is probably great at lying himself, then yeah. Finch, Finch says, yeah, it came together Sunday night, and right after it did, I got on the phone with Carl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, hey, hey, Carl, it's Chris Finch. I just got hired. You're not yeah. going to believe this. But when I woke up this morning, I had no idea. And now I'd like to talk to you and assure you that things are going to actually be put in that you'll, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah. it, it is it, it, hilarious. It, 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 and here, here's my theory, Judd, because typical protocol is you just, you, you promote somebody from the staff and they, and they finish out the year. Um, I don't, th- and, and Gerson was asked about David Vanderpool in particular, because he's probably the most high profile and the guy everybody assumed would get it if you fired Ronder, uh, Ryan. Yep. <laughs> and he basically said, yeah, we respect all those guys, but have you seen our record? And our defense is terrible too, so we're not promoting anyone. Um, my theory on that was if he would have promoted Vanderpool and this team would have showed any signs of improvement down the stretch. Yep. I don't think they would have shown like leaps and bounds. You know, if you get Russell back and Towns is healthy and they're playing and they're going to win games. If they showed any improvement, there's no chance you could have not given him that job after the season. Correct. You would have been, there'd been such pressure because you would have a blackhead coach yep, or interim coach who a team had played well, shown life players like him. What do you think the pressure would have been on him, like on Gerson, to say, you know what, that's all fine and well, but I got my guy in Toronto that it, it wouldn't have happened. So I think he was, he wasn't going to take the risk of that team playing well under Vantable on an interim basis because he, this is his guy. He wanted him two years ago, and now I'm even now it's even more obvious that his hand was forced to take Ryan. 
You know, I mean, this is, no, this is something he would. No, no, I've been, I heard on Wolves Telecast <laughs> that your son at the top of his list was Ryan Saunders. Really? Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, okay, Chip, I will, I will defend Gerson on what you just said because you know what? He finally gets his chance and he gets it with a franchise that has been just off the rails for how long, right? And, and so, nope. but the, there's no way that as, as he came up through, the ranks and aspired to one day run a basketball team. There is yeah. no way that like in the right or left hand desk drawer for Gerson in Houston, he didn't have a list, the list of coaches. Yeah. Uh, and Ryan Saunders wasn't on that list. But, and here's the thing, Judd, but, and I think we've both said this and I, I've said it repeatedly that even though Ryan clearly now in hindsight, shouldn't have got the job was overmatched by it. I thought at the time it was the right thing because Carl wanted it. That's what Towns wanted. Mm-hmm. And they were in a situation where the tip thing was a disaster. You didn't know you know, where the thing was going. Towns was probably annoyed by it, and they couldn't run the risk of having him say, you know what, I'm going to be like Anthony Davis. I don't want to go to L.A. or wherever. And if, if, if it meant making him happy, and, and Towns was that day. I was there. I mean, he was ecstatic that Ryan got the job and – and, and where they were going, and he was all bought into Gerson's message, and so I I, I understood why they did it. Yep. Um, so it's it's kind of hypocritical to come back and say it was the wrong thing to do. He should just gone with his you know the guy he wanted then. But it was probably pretty clear that it was going to be a short leash for Ryan, and if this thing just bottomed out, he was going to turn to pivot to, to Fitch as fast as he could. Yeah, and I think to what you're saying as well, Chipper, I think it was important, too, that Cat could see that there was still dysfunction there. And yeah. and what have we seen in these first two games with Chris Finch? We have seen, and this is the way it should be, that the one directive that Finch has told these players is everything goes through Cat, which it should. But I think you're right. I think that I think that Cat probably did want his friend to be named coach at that time. And it took it took a stretch of really bad basketball and, you know, coaching that was certainly questionable to yeah. now come back and say, oh, okay. And now if I'm cat, as far as touches and as far as involvement in the offense with Chris Finch, I'm ecstatic. So it does, it all sort of does track to why this move was made now and why cat yeah. is probably, and look, I mean, the fact that Chris Finch was on the phone to cat on Sunday night and I'm, yeah. and, and you, Here's this has not been broached, but I am pretty sure that Gerson Rosas probably approached Cat in the last couple of weeks and said, "Do you like this?" Well, and it's funny because Cat said, "I was at home and I found out eating pizza or with my dad. I found out just like you guys did." Again, not buying it. I mean, I, I would be stunned. Yeah, he if, wouldn't be eating pizza. He was probably it, it was probably you know steak. Yeah, and it, I mean, do you think under any circumstance Gerson is going to fire the guy that? Towns wanted mid-season like a stunner like that and not run it by Towns. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. I yeah. mean, now you can argue whether Towns should have that kind of authority that you know, they have to run management decisions by him, but, um, and you know, I, I'm sure Towns is happy that, okay, everything's coming through me and staff because he, 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 he's desperate to become a superstar, right? He mm-hmm. wants to be in that classification. Mm-hmm. But guess what? If he don't start winning, it's not going to matter. 
I mean, he's not going to get the respect he thinks he's due or he wants if they're one of the worst teams. I don't care how much he scores and rebounds. It's just they're going to look at him as, you know, a guy has a lot of stats, but on a crummy team and can't elevate his team. Chipper, what's your best guess off the uh, piece that you wrote um, about this? What's your best guess now? Because it, it is it is going back uh, and telling Glenn that we are, to a certain point, at least starting again. What's your best um, prediction about what this means for Gerson, not as far as the pressure, because we all agree on that, but what sort yeah. of the but what the timetable is now in going with a new coach and buying well, himself some more time potentially? Well, I, well, I don't think it really buys him. I, I think it buys him this season because it's. I don't know. You can't just plug in a coach from an entirely different staff who, you know, midway through the season, think it's just going to click right away. I mean, you don't have a training camp. He needs all that if he's going to change anything like really substantially. But, um, but I, in, in some ways, I don't think it changes the timetable because just, this is his guy. He, he interviewed no one else. I mean, there was no, um, there was no traditional interview process where you interviewed five guys and you picked the wrong one, you know, where that might buy you some time. This is, he said, screw everything else. I got my guy. This is what we're going to do. So we're winning yep. right now. Yep. And I think it, I think it elevates pressure on him because he's already gotten blowback from people because he didn't promote Vanderpool, who was black. He didn't have any kind of interview process um, with diverse candidates. And so, and you know, this is his guy. He went with it. He's trusting his gut. And so I think to me, the timeline doesn't change. You better start winning. You know, and you better figure out the roster. And, and, and um, I mean, you're, you're right, but you know, I'm not saying it has to. I don't think he's still out in the NBA finals next year, but right. I mean, John, at some point, they got to start being a legitimate team. I mean, they're just, I know it's mad, it's maddening. It's absolutely, you're wasting. Here's the thing, Judd, you're wasting Town's career at this point. Yep. And he's a, and, and he's flawed, right? I mean, he doesn't play defense. You know, actually, he's been better this year defensively, but he's still not great. Um, and he, I don't, I don't know that he plays hard all the time. You know, we we don't see like uh, the best of Cat like we saw. Um, well, that next game, you know, I thought he was great that game. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth quarter was all, outstanding. Yeah, fourth chip. quarter was outstanding. Yeah, so we don't see that all the time. But I mean, he's a unique talent. I mean, you know, I mean, he's offensively, he just does things. You know, you don't see with his inside outside. So, but here's the thing: it's like, what year is this for him? I mean, five. And what does he have to show for it? You know, one playoff appearance. Oh, only yeah, basically nothing. Three, four, yeah, basically, basically nothing. nothing. A disappointing a of, playoff a series against the Rockets. That's a what he has to losing. show for it. Yeah, and so that's why I felt like, hey man, you know, the clock's ticking here. <laughs> you know, they got to. At some point, you you don't want to waste a, a franchise, you know, transformational player like that his entire career. I ag- I agree, and and the clock is also ticking on Towns, um, Gerson, yeah. and in some ways Finch with this one. I think this is the last chance with Towns. Well, how many coaches are you going to go through with a guy? Right, exactly. You know? But I'm but I'm saying as far as selling him. At some point in time, he is going to say, I can no longer do this. I can't operate this way. Um, yeah. Fair or not. I mean, look, he takes fault, too. But that being said, uh, I think this is the last chance that this team has with Towns to say, here's how we get it right finally. And if it doesn't work this time, I, I don't know, man. I well, mean, I guess, 
I don't know. Honest with you, it, it, you may feel differently on me. Um, if they happen to get a top three pick, I'm taking a point guard, man, and I, I would try to move Russell. And I know this whole plan was predicated on yeah. Russell and Towns playing together and their buddies and the pick and roll and all that, but I, I, I just I'm, I'm just not a Russell guy right now. I mean, I just don't know. I just don't like his game. Yep. No, you know? I don't disagree. Well, how um, how does the modern game? So so Finch is known as an offensive guy, right? Like he is yeah. McVeigh with the Rams. He is he is a guy who's going to come in here and install a system that should work. I guess my question then off of that though is how does Delo's game fit that style? Like Towns, I totally get it, right? Ball goes through yeah. Towns. Towns is really talented. He's got a great outside shot. He can play in the post. Lots of things. How does how does D'Angelo's game though fit what Finch wants to do? Well, and here's the thing, and this is why I think I would probably try to get me a different point guard because Russell's going to take a lot of shots. Towns is going to take a lot of shots. As Anthony Edwards goes along in his career, he's going to take a lot of shots. And I want him to as well. And I, and I, and I want I Towns want, to. I want Malik Beasley taking a, a number of shots because he's their best shooter. Yep. I mean, that's a lot of shots, Judd. I, mean, <laughs> I know. You know. I think I'd rather have a point guard that, that sets people up, distributes, plays fast. And 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 the other thing is, Finch can be the greatest offensive X and O guy in the world. That ain't their problem. <laughs> yeah. If they're never going to fix their defense, I don't care if they score 130, they're going to lose 135 to 130. I mean, they're horrendous defensively. And so they don't care a lot of times. Vanderpool is supposed to be the guy that fixes that. Um, Clearly hasn't happened, you know, so that's, that's probably a, you know, probably I think contributed a little, I think my original point on why he didn't get it was the biggest factor, but Mm -hmm. they've got got to be, they're atrocious defensively. And, I don't really see a whole lot of improvement. Do you? No, I and I don't know. That, I think Towns has gotten better. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that as a group they really cared th- that much about it. Well, then, then it's. I mean, is Beasley going to play defense in two years from now? But you is know? you know is 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 Beasley going to crack down and play defense? Because I don't see that. No, Russell. No, like Anthony let's go. Edwards is not very good right now, and um, he and and he might improve. Um, but here, and here's the problem: like Okogi, he's unplayable because he can't. I mean, he's your best defensive player, but he's atrocious offensively. And guys like Culver, Culver and Okogi, they're not they're Vanderbilt not, Chip. They work their asses off, and I appreciate but they're that. Limited, exactly. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you have two way players. You know, yep. they have one way players. <laughs> That's what they have. Yep. You know, I mean, you, the modern NBA, you need two way players and. I just don't see a lot of these guys on the roster. They're either really good at defense and terrible at offense or really good at offense and no interest in defense. And so, I don't know. I mean, they can I – mean, how, many, how many coaching changes have they had here in the last 12 years? Ten, ten coaches um, in the last 15 years, I think, is the stat. It's incredible. I mean, has any team – I can't imagine their team can rival that, right? Ten coaches in 15 years? Hell no. I'm sure they don't. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's as bad as it gets. It's, it's yeah. a joke. <laughs> Do you remember, Chipper, Gerson's introductory presser? The yes. kids are there. He's got the suit and tie on. He looks like he's had a great night of sleep. He's shaven. He's chipper as can be. It's just a happy day. And then contrast that to the pictures of, of <laughs> Monday in 
Milwaukee with Chris Finch, where it looked like a hostage video. It looked like, hey, Gerson, if you're okay, blink twice. <laughs> Unbuttoned shirt. He looked like he hadn't slept in weeks. It literally looked like, yeah. oh, my God. I mean, that that's what this job does to people. It's like the uh, before, after of Barack Obama, right? Where he was, yes, it's the president. <laughs> gray-haired Obama. Um, yes, I think that job probably ages you. Um, you know, I don't know if he thought it was going to be – when you take that job, you have to know, okay, this is going to be hard, right? This is probably going to be worse than anything I thought it was going to be. Um, but <laughs> – other than getting rid of Wiggins and his contract, like how many things I was, I, I texted uh, somebody at work the other day. like, what do they do? Well, tell me one thing that the Timberwolves do well. Other than blow lead, not, not, not negatively, but just what, what do they do? Well, yeah, I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of um, right now. Mm, nothing really. I mean, I mean, nothing. What, what is it? You can't even find one area. Well, someone said that they have a lot of assists, which. Oh, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they so they share the basketball. Actually, you know what, Towns? I want him sharing the ball less. Yeah. I There's times him, I just yeah. want him to. You are the best player on the floor for your team. Do not pass to Ricky Rubio ever again. And he's going to shoot it now. Like what, he's in Bolden. Can, it's, it's, can you explain yeah. that to me? No, and, and I know he's scoring some points, but I don't want to hear that. The next game is the poster child for for the new Ricky, and it's this. Okay, he has a really good scoring game, and he is knocking down shots first, second, even into the third quarter. And I told, I'm sitting there watching the game, and I told Don this. I said he's going to get to the late in the fourth quarter, and he's going to be emboldened to take a shot, yeah. and he's going to miss. And sure enough, he did exactly that. What's who allowed Ricky to shoot? Especially with as flat as that shot is. I know. I've never seen a player had left arc on a shot that him. I am not one to rip shots, drive. but that's a bad shot. That is a line drive. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and the fact that he gets such valuable minutes. Now, I, I, obviously, when Russell comes back, I think that'll change. But um, Play McLaughlin. Yeah, I mean. I actually like him as a little point guard. I do, too. And there's just not the trust factor that Ricky has for whatever reason, because I don't think he's earned it this year. Maybe in the past life he has. But this year, I mean, it's just – and a $17 million, Judge. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean, uh, they get the trade deadline coming up, right? Are we going to see more the uh, mad scientist approach by Gerson? Is he going to – How much more can you do? Roster? I don't know. But Kogi I mean, goes or Culver goes? Seriously, I mean, how, how much more? Boy, could you imagine if you traded Culver and gave up? I mean, I, I don't think he's a player, but, man, what an indictment on your drafting. Oh, it's a, it's a, you, tra- you traded up to get a player that you didn't get, and then you just took Culver. And, I mean, he look, again, hard worker. Um, I'm sure he's a really good guy, but, yeah, it's, what, the sixth pick? Yeah, huh. I know. It's it, Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. And so, but I, I do think going back to Finch, I, I really don't know, like realistically, how much we can glean from the rest of this year from him. Because yep. can you really make that many changes? You know, because they don't practice really, right? I mean, yeah, he's it's they, they yes. a lot or shoot around. He told him to get Cat the ball, and I think that's basically the change he makes. Yeah, and and probably, I guess you could change like 
rotations and substitution patterns and stuff like that. But, um, but in terms of like style wise, I don't really know how much you can do. All right. Uh, twins. Royce Lewis, yeah. my man. Royce, the excitement is high. The Twins are about to start <laughs> spring training. The first overall pick of the 2017 draft reports and says, oh, my knee hurts a little bit. And they're like, oh, okay. We'll, we'll examine it, MRI for it. You know, you know, we might find something that's going to keep you out for a week or two. That's normal. And it's a torn ACL. I know. Poor kid. Have we been able to clarify... Did he do it falling on the ice, or did that exacerbate it, or did I, that just make it? So Notice it. More? All all I've seen about it was that he was having some problems, and then in Texas he slipped on the ice and it got worse. But I mean, clearly, I'm officially it, worried, Judd. I mean, this is going to be two years without competitive baseball for him, uh, and it might and and. My guess is we're going to have a strike with the big league clubs in 2022, Chip. Lovely. Thank you. So now you got three years. Well, wait, he could go play in St. Paul. I think the minor leagues are going to play. But, yeah, no, so you are. strike, do the minors still play? I believe they do. I believe they do. I'm not positive. Okay. Well, even so, and I know he's young, so it's not like he's, you know, in prime of his career or anything like that. But still, man, you take two years off from competitive baseball, and it wasn't like he was setting the world on fire you know, in the minors. Um, nope. I would say I'm officially worried um, for him. And, it's you know, it's, it stinks. You know, they went through it with Buxton. You know, it, it, the injuries and just kind of stops and starts. And you never – I think last year, maybe the year before, we, we saw glimpses of what, you know, the guy that we thought we were going to see forever. But, um yeah, it's uh, a tough blow for him and a bad way to start spring training. Although, I mean, realistically, he wasn't going to get up to the bigs this year, I wouldn't think, right? I agree with that. I mean, I mean maybe late, but... Hope, you know, I think in best-case scenario, he gets a triple-A, but I, I don't think anybody was counting on him and playing no. the big leagues. So, but it, it's just, <laughs> you know, you're just another year off of baseball where you're not you know, playing competitively. Yeah, two years but two years lot, of not playing. Yeah. Yes, I'm with, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm I called mean, panic by Patrick. I'm with you. That's right. I'm so panicking. I, I feel, you know, I don't think it's going to affect the Twins on the field, but it's, it's disappointing for a guy that you have high hopes for. So the Twins, to me, um, are going to be extremely competitive with the with the Sox for a potential third uh, consecutive AL Central title, Chip Scoggins. Okay. Yes. But here, okay. So here's my to go back to my panic. Here's the one thing that makes me a little bit concerned as spring training starts. It's very very simple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Name me how many things about the Twins, at least from from um, a process of what you have in the field. How many yeah. things that you can absolutely count on? Uh, because okay. Buxton, you you're crazy if you now you say, "Hey, now. I see 140." And here's and the final point. Here's the thing I saw in the Star Tribune that I'd really hate. Josh Donaldson in his 30s, okay, has chronic calf problems, and he is. And Chip, we've covered these stories before, not in baseball, but I mean, we have written these stories before. I'm changing my approach to how, in his case, I run. He runs. I I read that. I'm like, oh, boy. I got underneath the kitchen table at that point. My God. I mean, no. I I don't even know how you change the way you run. Well, and in the heat of the, you're at second base. There's, you know, one out 
or something in the ninth, uh, and you're not pinch run for it, Chip, and there's a yeah. single to right, are you really, as Tony Diaz windmills you around, are you going to think, hold on a second here. I would say Tony I, Diaz better have a stop sign every time. I don't care what, exactly. what the situation is. I digress. Anyway, that was my. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say, all you know, like a spring training, it's always based on your best case scenario in your head, which for, I think for this team, a lot of it is health. Right, like the best, like if, if Oxen's healthy, you know he's a really good player. If if uh, Dawson's healthy, he's a really good player. Um, I think you know what you're going to get from Polanco. I think you pretty much know what you're going to get from Kepler, right? Um, yeah, I'd hope so, to get more than you got last year. To be honest yeah, with you, I think he'll be probably in the middle. You know, I don't think he's as bad as he was last year. And, but he's going to hit home runs. Sano's going to hit home runs. He's going to strike out a lot. Um, Garver, Garver's an interesting one. Yep. Um, I think I'm probably. I don't. I don't think we're going to see what we saw two years ago, but I do think the injuries probably got in his head last year, and he's he's one of those Donaldson types where he thinks about every mechanical thing with the swing, and he probably got out of whack. So I think he'll. Yeah, I think he's going to have a bounce back. Um, but it, yeah, you're right. It's it's all about injuries with them. If they're if those guys are healthy, I think the lineup and the defense is going to be pretty darn good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pitching, I think, is going to be solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, rotation and bullpen to me is a wild card. I don't really know there at all. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess what concerns me is Buxton, Donaldson, Sano, um, who I just don't don't know. Garver for sure concerns me. Um, can, can Kepler bounce in terms back? Of health or just bouncing back? In terms of both. Well, in in uh, JD's case and in Buxton's case, health. In Sano's case, at the plate in 2020, yeah, he, he, he was atrocious. He He's going to strike out a lot and hit some far home runs. Yeah, Kepler <laughs> Kepler took steps back. Uh, so I guess my question is, b- between health concerns and production concerns, I think that we say, well, they'll be fine probably, but we don't know that. And and there there's a long there's a, a long way towards saying yeah, but he's shown this and saying well, actually he he's shown it once in a while. Do you buy last year being so short and weird as any excuse? I think it, I think I can buy it for affecting some players, but I don't buy it across the board. I think that I Sano has like Kepler, like Kepler. I, I, I don't you think that probably affected him? It probably did. And Sano just has to have. I mean, well, we need to know what the is what he is. But what's the approach? Yeah, but I mean, you can't strike out constantly. He's it, it's one thing to say, you know what, guys strike out lots now. I totally get that. It's another two strike out all of the time and go on yeah. like these two-week hot stretches where your stands fall in love with you because it's like, you see how good he is? Well, yeah, he's great for two weeks. I, I need more than two weeks. This is the big leagues. Yeah. I. Uh, do you realistically see any kind of like dramatic change in him, though? Um, I think I think he's going to be a feast for famine player his whole career, Judd. I mean, I, I just don't think. Now he may cut down a little bit, but I think he's always going to be just a really high strikeout guy. Oh, I, th- I think he will be too, but that doesn't mean he has to strike out constantly. And, Every other time. Yeah. And again, my question is this: when when he came up in what 2015? Is that correct? Yeah. He had at the plate. He struck out a lot, but he had an approach at the plate. Like he had a mm-hmm. like you said. Oh wow, this guy's got it together as far as he's going to strike out, but he doesn't look like he's completely lost. Last year, he looked completely lost. Yeah, and then if he happened to run into one, he could hit a long ways. Yeah, I mean, he's got a 
they whatever it is that you know wrong with his swing and approach um he's got to figure it out so he can cut down on it where it's respectable if that's if that makes sense i, mean, I don't know if it's ever going to be respectable i know what you're saying yeah yeah it's it's embarrassing now um but i you know i i i, I Maybe it's the spring optimism in the air, but I, I, I do think like Garver and and, and uh, Kepler, I think they're going to bounce back. Um, here's the question, Judd. Left field, do they have the guts to put Kirilov out there, or are they going to do a service time and put a rise out there to start with? If, if you put a gun to my head right now, I would say that Alex Kirilov will play the first 15 games in St. <laughs> Paul, Minnesota, not in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I would be willing to bet with you, too. But here's the but here's the one one fly in the ointment that if I was the if I was the Twins brass and sat down to make this call the one fly in the ointment that I would broach in talking about this is I'm pretty certain that that the, that when we do get a new CBA eventually here which yeah. is going to I think come after a lot of um a lot of um a long layoff I should say sure uh I think that this rule, because it's so stupid, is going to be wiped out. So I don't know the that the twi- time rule. Yeah, yeah. Well, it should how it's well, done. Did you, see the, did the you fi- see the Seattle GM or whatever the guy got canned the other day? Oh yeah, the, he ran the team. Yeah, the president I mean, basically. Everybody knows that everybody they do that, but it's just like it's funny to hear you know a judge come out and say yeah, that's what we did it. Yeah, no, I did, but I think I think that the service time rules are going to change. And so I don't know that if you keep Kirloff down for the first 15 games, that that's going to yeah. come back to help you on the back end uh, when when either. when you would maintain control of him in what, year six or seven? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would always, and I'm not in position, but I would stop worrying about, you know, so many years down the line. We, we've already seen so much can change, yes. you know, that you get paralyzed by, oh, my God, we got to have this extra year. We well, you may not want the extra year. <laughs> you know, I mean, and if he's really good, give him the contract in. So I, but it's you know it's easy for me to see. I know, I know why teams do it, but um, hey, has Buxton talked at uh, spring training yet? I don't think he. I'm I, curious has it come up the that last game and what the hell happened? Oh, there? I don't think he's talked yet. And I I know that he. I saw reports he showed up what uh, with twelve or thirteen more pounds. Added, which he had added, if I'm not mistaken, going into spring training last year, some weight as well to try and to try and combat being hurt. It didn't help, but I don't think he's talked yet, and I have definitely not seen quotes about that last game and, and him being uh, put into pinch run and, and then ultimately being picked off when it was just crystal clear that he was still having concussion problems. And yeah, because he didn't start right, and then they brought him in to run, and then they put him, him in to run, and he got picked off, and he had glasses on, and it was. It was as plain as day that something was not right with him. But we were, the, the quotes were really cryptic and weird. Like, we're not going to get into it other than he said he didn't feel right when he showed up at the park. Yes. Or something was wrong. Or he couldn't play. But yes. Like, what was that about? You know? Well, but yeah, because he. I it was lingering and concussion. But when did. Yeah. Uh, he had suffered that win. Uh, I believe it was the Friday. So, I what? Th- those games were like Tuesday, Wednesday, correct? And, the weekend before, right? and he was they they were playing the Reds on, on Friday night, and and if I'm not mistaken, he got hit in the head with a pitch the same night that Donaldson left again because of a calf problem. Okay, so that okay. was all. I think it all transpired on that Friday against the Reds, and then if I'm not if I'm correct, they played through Sunday, took Monday off, and played Tuesday, Wednesday. I think. 
And so that was his. I mean, he had the concussion when he was in the minors and had the conclusion. Yeah. And then that one. Has, he had, other, okay. has he had other documented ones? Uh, he, sa- he said that he had a few in high school playing football in Georgia. Okay. But that was his second documented one in pro baseball. Yes. So, yes, it okay. was. At least. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, he's collided with walls as well. Well, yeah. But, I mean, that that whole thing was very, very weird. And, it was odd the way it was just framed by the team, you know. And he came out in sunglasses, if you recall, Chip, and it was just yeah. the whole thing was was weird. But I mean, he is again, and it's such a, a big if you feel stupid talking about it. But if he can stay healthy and play, let's say, a hundred and forty games, you know, because the problem too, God bless him, he works hard, he tries yeah. hard, but if he's not playing yeah. and Jake Cave is starting. I know. That is a downgrade in numerous areas. Well, Judd, when he's healthy, he's your best player, right? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it, I mean offense, defense, if he's playing, well, yeah, he, mean, changes, he changes everything about the game on both sides. On, on offense and defense, he changes things. Yeah, and just, you know, the pressure he puts on if, when he gets on first or second. I mean, just the way you have to pitch, play defense, the guys behind him. Yeah, because I mean, of his speed. So I mean, he's he's their absolute game changer in terms of uh, complete player. But yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're a Twins, you go into it saying, okay, if we can get a hundred games, <laughs> we'll win with that. Which is, it's going to be fascinating when his contract is up. Those negotiations, right? Um, yes, it's going to be very intriguing. I, I would say. I don't know if the leverage is 50-50 on that one, but the team I absolutely have some leverage in terms of holding the price down, and and he has leverage that, hey, when I'm healthy, I'm great. You know, It'll be fascinating to see how they... But can uh, you pay him? Like, I mean, with, uh, if, he I can't, know. if he continues to get hurt, I don't think you can pay him. Well, what are you going to do, though? You got you to give him a contract. I mean... Well, right, but it has to be, it has to be close to your terms, then. I'm saying if yeah, gonna, if he continues to get hurt, because he's going to you know his side is going to look at it completely different. I know they will, but I mean, this is a man last year in a scrimmage at Target Field in July who almost <laughs> broke his ankle. I know, like he know. finds way. Look, he works his butt off. I think he cares deeply about baseball. I think he is a good guy in the clubhouse. Like I, all of those things he has going for him. But have you ever seen a baseball player who no. has the ability to get hurt like he does? No, and it, it is. It comes down to availability, and that was the whole thing. You know, when he kept crashing the wall to get hurt, and I wrote a column. I was like, well, you can't just tell Byron Buxton to not go after a ball. I mean, it's just in a split second you can't do it. Right. And I forgot who I talked to, but it was a former player. I can't. Even, but they said, you know, what make him stop that contract. Because when you see yourself start losing sure. money because you're not available, sure. that'll get your attention, you know? Yep. But the problem is, Chip, so so that appeared to be the problem, right? Like, quit yeah. running into fences, quit climbing them, um, and the Twins worked with, with him on that. He, I think, worked on that. And then, again, to my point, you're in, like, some type of scrimmage, and he almost yeah. breaks his ankle in the outfield. Yeah, it's, it's just, become like you get hit in the head with a, yes. with a pitch. It's like, well, that's not his fault. Like if everything yeah. was the fence, I, I would continue to say, quit running into the damn fence. Um, <laughs> but it's not. It's yeah. so much beyond that now. It's yeah, he gets, hit, he gets hit in the head. 
Yeah. Four days before the playoffs start. Yeah, it's some of it's dumb luck. Some of it's just the way he played. Some of it's time. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. But you're right. Yeah, I I think it's it's going to be fascinating to see who they because you know when you're doing contracts you always compare yourself to someone else. You're you know, whoever has set the bar. I don't. His is going to be so unique because of his injuries that I don't think you can compare to another player. That that you know whatever your benchmark is that you're trying to get. I don't, I don't think that's possible with him. Yeah. A uh, last thing for you. How about them wild, huh? How about yeah. them Colorado Avalanche six to, to take that Avs? Um. Are we buying? Are we are we all in yet? This team's legit. They're. I think we said that. You know, it wasn't going to be hard for them to make. Or it's realistic that they could maybe not win their division, but be a, you know one of the top four seeds. Yes. Um, which yes. is probably still going to play out over the course of the season. But are they better than you thought they were going to be because of their lack of centers that they're making it? You know, they're figuring out ways to do it. The restructured lines that they that, that they came back with after the pandemic have impressed me, and and the difference is very simple to me though, Chip. They've got they've got a superstar. Kirill. Kaprizov is a superstar. I mean, he is just, he can. He always playing good, too. Oh, he is. But Kaprizov can control things. And, and you know, think about this. 20 years of the Wild franchise, right? And yeah. Gab- Gabrick was a great player. And Gabrick, at his best, was a star. But beyond yeah. that, this team hasn't had anybody close to no. this kid. Jed, I didn't watch the game last night, but I saw the highlight of him skating circles on that shift. Yeah. What in the world was that? You never see that. Well, know? and he should have shot, and the head coach said exactly that. But as a fan, it was so much damn fun to watch. It was unbelievable. He made like two full circles of the... Yes. <laughs> yes, he made two full circles, and and he should have shot. But the fact is, he can do things that we have not seen in this town from, from a wild player in years and maybe what's, ever. What's his best skill? Like what makes him so good? Just his instincts and feel for the yes, game. Yes, yes, I think that's exactly right. I and think he's you really just fast, hit it. right? Obviously, he's got oh yeah. But I think you, I think you hit it. I think his best skill is a feel for the game itself, and and the ability. And this is the toughest thing: the ability to control the flow of what's going on on the ice when he is on on it. And I mean, the majority of guys do not have this. Like the majority of guys go with a flow that's being set by players. Kaprizov changes that dynamic completely, and and like a point guard, a great one, mm-hmm. controls controls the flow of the game yeah. itself. And like he makes things look simple and easy that simply are incredibly difficult. Place. Yeah, he makes them. Look, you know what stinks, Judd? Is yeah, we get to watch him on TV and that's cool and everything. But Wild fans have sat through yes. years and years of boring hockey. Yep. And you finally get this superstar. I mean, could you imagine like if that place was filled now, what percentage of people would be wearing Kaprizov jerseys? Oh. Be I'd be trading my Parisi, my yeah. Doomnik, my Zucker, my Suter. <laughs> I'd be trading it in to get 90. My Pascal Dupuis. Get 20, get 20 and Suter off the back of this thing and get me a Kaprizov. Get me a 97 right now. Yeah, he's, I mean, God, he's so fun. And, um, you know, that's what we said, Judd, though, with him and Fiala. This is the first time you have, honest to goodness, two uh, legitimate scores. Yes. And I would say, in their, you know, they've had so few in their in their history. Um, 
but that's the thing. It's like, and now, you know, if it sounds like the, the farm system is getting rebuilt too. And, and, you know, they've got some, uh, hopeful guys down there too. So maybe they're onto something here. It's all coming together, Chip Scoggins. It's all coming together. And here's the thing that, that I absolutely. Thank God for fitting, huh? Well, that, yeah. Well, I was going to say, look at Dex and I did, did a deep dive on our hockey show on Tuesday into this. Look at what Fenton, I mean, as much as, you know, he might have been a a bad people skills guy. Um, Rask is playing well now, right? Yeah, what do you you make of that one? Uh, Just comfort level? He's playing with with Kaprizov, which helps him a ton. Better players, yeah. But you know what? He's playing well. Give him credit. Zuccarello is out of his mind crazy playing good. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That's a Fenton guy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. look at the the guys. Fiala, he drafted Boldy. I mean, look at look at what's co- coming together Boldy? now. Yeah, he drafted Boldy. We all said that that they uh, that they should have taken Cole Caulfield from Wisconsin. He drafted mm-hmm. Boldy. Boldy looks great. You're right. Thank God for Paul Fenton. Whoever <laughs> thought that we would say thank God for that? You hit yeah, it. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, I, I want to see. And, and, and I guess the the reassuring thing is you didn't know what the heck was going to happen coming off the COVID layoff, and you know, was that going to? Really They've looked way better. Yeah, they lost that first up. game, won four maybe, in a row. Maybe, maybe well, they got the lines right now. They, they've got yeah, the lines okay. right now, and yeah. they didn't previously. That's a huge yeah. part of it. Sure. All right, sir. I will talk to you uh, next week. Chip Scoggins, appreciate right, it as always. Good. All right? Yeah. Take care. Bye. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Colaguard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.